A Mix 102.3 Fringe Fix with Eddie Bannon. Hey, Franklin. G'day. How are you? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me. What do you most love about your show? Oh, right into it. Um, Straight into it, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Not messing around here, man. <laughs> um, oh, there's a, a couple of things I really love about it, actually. Um, I mean, I've been working on it since May last year. So by the time I got to Perth a couple of weeks ago, it was a good show. Yeah. And I'm making it better, which is a really like great place to be heading into festivals. Um, and the other thing I'm loving about it is just heaps of other comedians are kind of been really supportive about it and getting behind me. And you don't yeah. reckon they're just being sarcastic? Maybe. I mean, maybe they're there. To, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just there to gloat the death of Chopper. <laughs> but um, no, I think yeah, there's been a, yeah, there's been a lot of love from people, which has been great. That's great. That's, yeah, yeah. And it, t- it does take a lot for comedians to come in and watch another comedian's show. Oh, I don't think they're going that far, but. No. You know. <laughs> Oh, they're not coming in to see it. They've started. They've started listening when I do sports. <laughs> I think it's. But no, actually, no. I've had a couple of comedians come in to see their shows. If you could write a one-sentence review of your show, what would it be? This is such a cruel question to Isn't ask Australians. So I, I am so bad at self-promotion that if you, you know, depending on when you ask me, if you like, when you ask me now, I'm like, that's fine, it's good. Come and see. Like, I'm, really, I'm really proud of it. But if you ask me after the show, I'd be like, it's the greatest hour of comedy that's ever been written. <laughs> It's absolutely unmissable. Watch it or spend the rest of your life wondering what could have happened. So, somewhere in between there. Or we could just go with B. Yeah, let's just go, go with B. B. Yeah, let's let's go just with- lean into it. All right. It's the greatest hour of comedy that's ever been written, ever. Isn't it amazing that comedians, they do tend to just, they I don't want to oversell it. Come along if you'd like yeah. to come along. It's, and if you don't want to, don't just, yeah. you know, but if you, I mean, I guess, and you, uh, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think that's why the American comics have an advantage because yeah. they're just like, I'm awesome. Check it out. Yeah. And like that fits with them. But over here, because confidence is such a big part of doing comedy. So we've got to pretend not to have confidence off stage. And then on stage, we're like, you know, different beasts. Yeah. It's, it's pretty weird. Yeah, it is odd, isn't it? That's why not a lot of comedians go into marketing yeah, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a Snickers? They're fine. <laughs> I, mean, just, I don't know, have half and then see how you feel. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I don't know. Try a Twix. They're, they're broken yeah, in half yeah. for you. It's kind, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's a soft entry point for Snickers. It'd be a Twix, I reckon. Just first half of the first half. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a pre-show ritual for this particular show? As opposed to Chopper, which you would have to get dressed up for and get into character. Well, I have discovered that I still need to dress up. Like, I... I <laughs> After spending so much time as Chopper, I've watched people just walk onto stage wearing what they were wearing. But I've come to discover that a lot of other comedians still have a pair of trousers in their backpack. Yeah. And that's me now. Instead of a mustache and stuff, trousers in the backpack. But, um, so, you know, I still have to get dressed. I don't have to do the text and nonsense. When you say get dressed, I mean, you're not talking about you would usually go out naked. Oh, no. No, I'd usually go out just wearing a pair of shorts or whatever it is and a T-shirt. But yeah, now I wear pants with a belt. Because <laughs> you being all fancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently, if your comedian um, doesn't know how to properly estimate the temperature, they're not worth saying. So, yeah. right. <laughs> right. I want him to be just mildly uncomfortable <laughs> up there. Formal and uncomfortable. For Formal like and making. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. That could, that's a good name for a show, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be my next one. <laughs> yeah. But I think, actually, the, I, one thing I'm doing with this show that I haven't done with other ones is more of an after show ritual. Oh. Is I'm recording them and going home and listening and then like trying to, because you know, the best way to prep for a gig is to do a gig. And so I'm like, oh, instead of pacing around the apartment, trying to calm down afterwards, I'm like, just harness it. Just keep writing the show after the show. Because it's almost like you're heckling yourself then. You're like, that's a funny line I should say. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that, you idiot. So 
yeah, that's what I'm doing most nights after shows, which has been good. Most comedians um, hate listening to themselves after shows. Did you find it was a, a yeah, you really had to force yourself to sit down and listen to it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite winsome initially. You're kind of like, oh, what, what is, is my voice really like that? I mean, that was one of the other good things about doing Chopper. I was like, what a stupid voice. And now that I'm not doing it, I'm like, oh, it's still a stupid voice. What are you, <laughs> how do people tolerate that for an hour? But, um, but yeah, so it takes a while to get used to. But I mean, the other thing is, I've got this part in my show this year where I talk about Siri just quite randomly. And so when I'm listening to it in the car on the way to gigs, me talking about Siri on the recording on my phone triggers Siri on my phone. And it's just, I'm like, so I'm like, hey, Siri. And I'm like, <laughs> Siri's like, yes. And I'm like, no, I'm just, d- d- shut up, Siri. Leave me alone. Back off. But yeah, that's, that's. So are you literally getting heckled from Siri in your car about the show that you've done? Yeah, there's this weird death loop where I'm like, hey, Siri, just stop and keep playing what you're playing. And she's like, okay. And then in the recording, I'm like, hey, Siri. And she's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, God, just, will you ever learn? Oh, see now I just, that, did you just trigger a phone call? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, the, yeah, the machines are taking. <laughs> what celebrity would you love to see in the front row of your show? Uh, at first, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to have someone like I don't know Sarah Silverman, big US comic, yeah, sitting in the front row. But I was like, oh, that'd be pretty daunting. But you know, maybe if she liked it, she'd just book me as the support act, and I could. <laughs> do that for a while but um ever the optimist yeah yeah um but then i was like i mean just in terms of a marketing point of view oh and because it would just be so funny imagine like imagine walking out on stage to the 150 seat rhino room and harry and megan are front row center (laughs) i would laugh for 15 minutes straight at just how ridiculous that is and also i mean the other thing is they're the most famous people i know that i just don't care about Uh, so people do know you from playing chopper the, the chopper character uh, is it scary dropping him and doing a full show as yourself it's not really i mean i've i do spend a lot of time as myself most of it actually up until this point um and i feel like uh, i've been like all the muscle memories there i've been on stage for almost 20 years now i mean actually the hardest part is you know that idea that having a narrow brief like if you've got parameters that you're riding towards that's quite helpful that's when i first started writing this show i was like i can write whatever i want and i was writing some of the most amazing nonsense you've ever heard and it's all in the bin now doing chopper was like being on tram tracks and you know and this shows more like being in a bus and i i guess initially i was driving the bus through food courts and shopping centers and primary schools and places it shouldn't have gone but now i'm back on this back on the roads but i'm still going wherever the hell i want kind of thing what an amazing image that yeah, un- unnecessarily brutal, possibly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Kids flying all over the place in yeah, food courts. They yeah. all survived, if you want. God, that's in good. that hypothetical scenario. Don't want to give the end of the show away, but all the kids survived. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone went home with a great story. <laughs> so. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much, man. Hey, thank you much for having me. Have a great show. I said thank you much for having me. Can I show well, that again? You're welcome, much. Thank you. Thank you very much. For this is our love. Very, very much. <laughs> <laughs> and you can catch Heath Franklin at the Rhino Rooms on Peary Street at 9.45 from Tuesday the 21st until Saturday the 25th of February. <laughs>